and someone yells across the courtroom, unshackle him, release him from his chains, he's a free man. This is the Unseen Story, first-hand accounts that reveal the supernatural reality of God's love. When his love leads, a remarkable story follows. You're listening to Episode 12, Gene's Story, Freedom Behind Bars, Part 1. When we, obviously, when God touches you, it leaves a mark. And this um, incident that occurred, I was already incarcerated, uh, serving life sentence. I had uh, 30, 32 years in on a life sentence. I had been denied by the governor through the Board of Pardons, which was a plea of mercy. It wasn't a legal matter. It was a plea of mercy. You present your resume. You, you present to the Board of Pardons, uh, home plans, job plans, letters of recommendation, which I had quite a resume over the years. And um, at 32 and a half years, I got denied. And I remember standing, actually sitting um, at a table like this with five members of the institution who informed me that the governor, the Board of Pardons, had denied me. And with 32 years in, I was 50... You know, 50 some years old so I was like feeling like uh, a blow to my stomach my wind came out of me I could barely breathe and but I knew I needed to do one thing is look him in the eye and thank him which I had learned through a verse in the Bible Thessalonians you know uh, 518 says give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning me concerning you and I knew that that was my practice. That was my uh, that was my my character. I learned to say thank you, and so I looked him in the eye and said thank you to everybody. Shook their hands, and I remember feeling like I was going to fall apart because uh, I just been denied. I have a lot of friends, a lot of family members. I have a lot of close Christian friends supporting me for my release, and I have to figure out how to tell them after supporting me that I've been denied again for the fifth time. And it was humbling, and it was kind of like, oh, here we go. But I knew I had, so I reached across the table, thanked everybody, shook them, looked and shook their hand, looked them in the eye, and and I and they said, and they 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 looked disappointed, you know, and and I said, is there anything I can do to improve my lot, you know, to for commutation of sentence, asking the governor to reduce it from life in prison to life on parole. And they said, just maintain a good record, and we'll see in two years. So I'm walking out, and I remember my mind was spinning. I mean, it was running. It was like, who do I call first? Uh, Larry, Larry Titus, the pastor, had been visiting me for 25 years, uh, committed to me um, since I've been born again. Um, my sister, my friends, and I, I kept, so as I was walking down the steps out the administration building, I was walking to my cell block. It was about a less than a quarter mile and I'm thinking who do I tell first I can I literally the Holy Spirit is saying I want you to get on your knees and thank and thank me and I'm thinking okay I that's what I've learned to do is in good situations in bad situations, is to praise and worship God and uh, whether you had a visit or no visit whether you got a letter that day no letter whether um, you got denied I learned to literally get on my knees and thank God for that moment because I knew he had something better for me you know and it was hard it was hard but I still did it 
So I'm walking, and I walk into my cell block, past the officers, past all my friends. And they're all waiting. Everybody seems to be waiting on someone else if they can get a chance of hope. And I remember walking into my cell. I had a single cell, and I shut the door, and I'm struggling. I'm walking back and forth in this, you know, nine-by-seven cell. And I'm thinking, who do I call first, and how do I word it to them that I've been denied? They're all waiting, you know, they're all hoping. And uh, and I'm dealing with my own thing, you know, okay, God, are you in this at all? Am I going to die in prison? Um, am I going to grow old? I saw other inmates die. I saw other inmates do 45 years, 50 years, and die. Am I going to, you know, so all those things run through my mind, but I can hear the Holy Spirit saying, get on your knees and thank me. And I'm struggling. I mean, if a minute went by, it seemed eternity, you know. So I just stopped, and I hit my knees on the side of my bed, and I bawled like a baby. I mean, I cried loud. I grabbed the pillow and put it over my face, and um, I just just cried. And I, and just if I die, and this reality was if I die, I die with dignity, serving the Lord in prison, leaving a legacy for other inmates. I had been a Christian about 20 Four years at the time, and I was, I was, I loved ministry. I loved church. I loved mentoring. We Bible studied out in the yard. We prayed. We saw miracles. We saw people get healed. We saw salvations um, in my cell, outside my cell, at the in the church on Sunday. Um, but I, I just got my wits about me. You know, I knew I needed to say thank you out loud. I needed to make it verbal, and so I kind of. Pulled the pillow, pillow away from my face and kind of got myself together. And I, and I just said, I said, God, thank you. And when I said thank you, like three words came out of my mouth. God, thank you for providing for me. God, thank you for protecting me. And God, for um, promoting me. And as I said those three words, he literally showed me like snapshots of how as long as I gave, God provided for me. And as long as I um, trusted him for provision, I was never without but I remember um, looking back, I was um, probably about 25 years, 26 years in at the time, and I was reading this verse in Isaiah. I was reading through the book of Isaiah, and uh, I was sitting there. It was in the morning, Sunday morning before church, and I was I was very committed to the, the ministry and to the brothers, and it was just incredible um, ministry opportunities. And I was so I was just reading, and and I was I, I came across this verse in Isaiah fifty four seventeen. It says, "It just jumped off the page at me like it just he that bows low will speedily be released. He will not die in a pit, neither will his bread be lacking." And when I read it, I kept, I couldn't get past it, you know. So I read it again. I always kept paper and pen, you know. So I wrote that verse down, and and as I was writing it down, the Lord says, "Bow low." So I, I, so I got off my stool, my my wood stool, and I got on my, I knelt down on my floor, on my cell floor, and uh, I just knelt there. And the Lord said, "No lower." So I knelt there and I put my head down. I kind of prostrate my, my myself and put my head down, and and He said, "No lower." And uh, so I laid out completely, with my hands kind of by my side, on on the side, long side. He said. He said, lift your hands. So when I lifted my hands off the floor, my whole body was resting on the floor. And I just felt that weight on my, on my, my chest. And he said, that's how I want you to live. Totally dependent on me. If you support yourself, 
you have what you have, but if you allow me to support you, I'll give you everything. And it was just like this, if, if you walk with the Lord, he has to be everything. There, there, you can't support you. You can't defend yourself. And I've gone through, you know, who doesn't try to defend themselves when, you're, when you've been accused of something that you didn't do uh, or you want to defend yourself when someone says something to you. And God says, I want, I want you to totally, completely depend on me. And so there I was on my knees, denied commutation for the fifth time, 32 and a half years in, and God says, thank me. And when I started saying thank you, for protecting me that he showed me that picture real quick he said gene i protected you right then and it just blew me away and faith welled up in me and so when i said i said finally said thank you and i got quiet i heard this i'm going to release you but it's not based on your effort and not who you know and what you've accomplished and i and all of a sudden like tears dried up this peace came over my heart like it's okay everything is okay there's there's no problem here that's how I felt. It was like, it's everything. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And I, I knew I just encountered the Lord. I encountered the Lord because I opened my mouth and I, and I spoke. And he was, you know, he was already there. But I encountered uh, God in, a, in, in such a way. And I knew that was his voice that said, I'm going to release you. So I remember standing up in the cell and I stood there like almost, almost like, you know, and I said, I said out loud, I said, God, what do I do now? He said, he said, go back to serving. Go back to church. Go back to getting up in the morning, praying and reading. And I did. And two months later, obviously, there's, there was a, um, a court ruling that happened. And it, it permitted me to go back into the courts, which took 20 months. I'll fast track through this. because, But uh, it took 20 months to have my case reviewed. And as along that way, when they were reviewing my case, my attorney got a hold of me and said, hey, uh, what did your old attorney do for you? And I said, well, he did this, this, this. He said, no, what did he do for you? And I told him, he said, no, he didn't do anything for you. He said, what he did was he lied to you and he pled you into an illegal sentence, an unconstitutional sentence. And there's evidence of that right here before me. And he said, we have to get a judge and we have to get a, uh, a DA to agree on those things, you know. So that started the process with 20 months later. I find myself back in the courtroom. I walk back in with the orange jumpsuit on, and I was shackled, and I had handcuffs with, uh, attached to a chain around my waist. And I had like 40, maybe 40 or so friends and family from the community there in support uh, of, uh, of my uh, resentencing. They were going to resentence me. They, they, they agreed, the judge agreed, and the DA agreed that I had been sentenced illegally and that uh, I'd, I'd something was definitely going to happen. I didn't know whether I was going to be released or not. I knew something good was going to happen. And uh, and so when I went in, they, they started the proceedings and then, um, all the legal matters and real quickly. And then the judge asked me if I had anything to say. And I remember again, here I was, I stood up and I began to thank everybody that ever invested in my life through trying to breathe because I was on the verge of just bawling my eyes out. So I kept trying to keep my words short and breathe and short. And I was saying, Judge, thank you uh, for this opportunity. Um, a lot of people from officers to inmates to friends and family have invested in my life. And I just want to say thank you. So as I did that, um, I just um, apologized also 
for the, the crime. Obviously, my cousin had committed this crime. I was with him, and so I apologized for my behavior that, um, that I made some decisions in, in being there. And so I apologized uh, to that in the community and my family. I remember my sister had two more years of school. Uh, high school after I went to prison and um, the talk of, of having going to school your brother and your cousin are in prison for a murder and doing life and so I just apologized to my sister and and finally trying to breathe and and I finished and the judge says I've heard enough and and then he goes on and reads a, a verdict and saying having Gene McGuire having served 34 years nine months 15 days um, of a, of his sentence, Gene has served his maximum sentence. And when I heard that, I'm thinking, how much time do I have to do? You know, how much time? And I'm thinking, because, you know, I don't keep calendars, and I wasn't counting days and years. And he said, having served 34 years, 9 months, 15 days, the defendant is released effective this date. And when I heard that, the courtroom went nuts. I mean, this exploded with this applause and clapping and people shouting hallelujah, praise the Lord. I mean, it was just a, and I just bawled my eyes out on the table and, and my attorney was patting me on the back and I look up to the judge and I'm saying, thank you, judge, thank you. And he walked off the bench. He cleared the court. He, he just, he just walked off the bench. He never closed the court. And the stenographer, she had the machine and she was walking away. And it's just odd, you know, and. So next thing you know, it got real quiet in the courtroom. I literally just got for like a second, it got quiet. And someone yells across the courtroom, unshackle him, release him from his chains. He's a free man. And the sheriff's coming over, and I can hear the sheriff telling my sister behind me, hold on, Mary, hold on, hold on. And she goes, no, I waited 35 years for him. I'm not going to wait no more. And, and so she's hugging my neck, and the sheriffs are unshackling me and taking the chain off my waist and the cuffs. And I'm crying like a baby. And uh, my sister's crying, my niece and nephew, and just uh, just overwhelming, just in awe. And I remember just standing there. And, and uh, so after a little bit, we, we were talking and laughing and crying and hugging. And, and they came over and they handed me some clothes. And they said, Gene, go change. Mary, take your brother home. And so after I changed clothes, I came out and it started uh, uh, my first day of freedom. Three days later, I went back to the courthouse. I asked my sister, I said, can you make uh, arrangements and see if they'll let me come back? I want to thank everybody. You know, there was so many people. I said, can I just go and thank the people that had been involved 20 months in, 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 my, in my case and all that? So we did, and I sat, we sat at this big round table and drank coffee, and they showed me all the paperwork that had been written before I even got to court. It was already a done deal. They already knew they were going to release me. And, and then, uh, so, uh, I, um, uh, I remember the guy, the, the probation guy said, that, you know, judge never closed the court. So I was like, so yeah, he's, he said, I said, am I still free? You know, <laughs> he said, yeah, yeah. You say you're fine. He said, but it's strange that he never like all rise, you know, and this court's proceedings, uh, he said he just walked off. And so I went into chambers uh, a little bit later on. I said, rusty, how come you never how come he never closed the court? And the judge says, I didn't want anybody to see me crying. He said, I just walked off the court. And I thought, man. So some of the, some of the stuff, you know, I, I don't usually get a chance to, I wrote about it, and you know, obviously in the book, but um, to try to fit all those, those signposts and all those things that went on.
um, that just blows me away just in thought, like, thinking of those things. It's just incredible. Like you said, heaven invaded that courtroom and orchestrated everything. God orchestrated everything. And I had no clue. <laughs> you know, I, nobody promised me anything. I just know. I just, I really did know to walk in humility as a servant. I had a friend of mine, he looked at me, and he's like shaking his head. He said, you don't get it. Like he, like he's like, I was like, I don't get what? He says, you don't get it. I'm like, what? You know, like, he says, you don't spend 35 years in prison and get out and act like you. And he had been in prison ministry a long time. And I'm like, I just, I'm a servant. I have no rights. I have nothing. I have no entitlements. And for me, it was just, it was my life I lived. Like I said, you know, earlier, <laughs> I've never been in need. And I've never been in need since I've been released. Thank you for listening today. Our mission is to revive the church to the power of a spirit-filled life. There are several ways you can partner with the Unseen Story. One, pray for God's leading as we pursue more of the Unseen. Two, subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Three, share this podcast with your friends. Four, contribute financially at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much and have a great day.